0: greetings to everyone in the name of our lord jesus christ it's good to be with you all yet again let us bow our heads in prayer the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you o lord our rock and our redeemer amen The Bible is full of stories. The stories are full of relationships. For our reflection today, I have chosen the lectionary passage uh, that has given to us for uh, the second Sunday in Lent. I have titled it as Complex Relationships. Complex Relationships. Now, relationships starts at birth. As a midwife, I have been present at so many deliveries. And the as soon as the baby is born, the relationship between a mother and the baby, the bond is very unique. I myself gave birth to two children. And now I have three grandchildren too. But the relationship is totally different. Each and every one is unique and everyone is different. A relationship between a husband and a wife, or a friend, or even a teacher for that matter, is all different. They are different in so many different ways. They are complex too. We have all experienced relationships in one way or the other. I'm sure some relationships seem very strange and complex. Relationships may develop, change or mature or become strained and turned to be bitter in different stages in our lives. God created Adam and Eve and he created us too in his own image and he wanted to have relationship with us. Throughout the Bible, we see complex relationships starting from Adam and Eve who broke the relationship with God. Cain and Abel had love-hate relationship which led Cain, killing his own brother Abel, due to jealousy. We know the story of Noah and God's covenant relationship with him. The book of Genesis we read today, we saw how God made a covenant relationship with Abraham saying i will give you many descendants as many as the stars in the sky even though abraham had a son called ishmael for an egyptian slave girl called hagar god wanted to keep his covenant and bless abraham and his wife sarai as they did not have any children so 13 years later God called Abraham and made the second covenant saying, I will bless you with many descendants. You will be an ancestor of many nations. Your name will no longer be Abraham, but Abraham. And Sarai will be called Sarah. Abraham and Sarah were blessed with a son, Isaac, at a very ripe old age as God has promised. Abraham had an ongoing relationship with God. Even when God asked Isaac to be sacrificed, Abraham obeyed God. Here we see his obedient and faithful relationship with God. Rescued by God on the mountain in Morah, Isaac was the source of blessing for all nations god's everlasting covenant relationship with isaac throughout the old testament we read stories like joseph and his brothers who misjudged joseph but joseph showed forgiveness and kindness in the story of ruth and naomi We see the special relationship of compassion and commitment. The story of Job showed intimate relationship. There are so many other stories with complex relationships too. The psalmist gives several different aspects of relationships too. We have seen all praises in the psalms. We have also seen Psalmist wrestling with his feelings and adrift from God, yearning for a divine comfort. In many ways, it is an appeal for a renewal of relationship, for an intimacy that one can only imagine. Now, the New Testament is full of stories too. They enlighten all sorts of relationships to us. Remember the woman who poured out the most expensive perfume at Jesus' feet? She displayed a selfless love relationship. She emptied the best what she had, and that was the commitment for Jesus. The relationship of the friends who carried that one crippled man on his bed and in order to get to Jesus they had to use the roof to bring him down. The compassion of the friends, that is the type of relationship that they had. Today's gospel is all about a complex relationship of Jesus, Peter, all the disciples, and us. Jesus had performed so many miracles during his three and a half years of ministry. Now he begins to predict about his death. After healing the blind man at the bedsider, Jesus and his disciples went away to a village near Caesarea Philippi. On the way, casually, Jesus asked the disciples, Who do people say I am? They answered, Some say you are a prophet. Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are John the Baptist. But Jesus asked the disciples, Who do you say I am? Immediately, Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of Man, the Anointed One. He said this as he was aware, as the prophets had spoken, that the Messiah would come who would restore God's people. Peter was right. But that was all he knew. Jesus wanted to prepare his disciples for the inevitable. He started teaching them, saying, The Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law, that he would be put to death and will rise after three days. This is not what they they wanted to hear. They did not sign up to follow Jesus, who would say that he will die soon. I am sure they didn't leave their families, their friends, and their livelihood to come and hear this unexpected, irrelevant message. As usual, Peter jumped the gun. Peter took Jesus to a side and rebuked him. How dare you say such things? Peter must have thought in his subconscious mind, You are the Messiah, the King, the Son of Man who has come to rescue the people from the Roman Empire. So why? Why are you saying such things? I don't like the whole suffering and dying thing. I want you to be around us all. Peter must have been very hurt, angry and sad when he heard Jesus say about his death and all the suffering that comes before. If you were Peter, wouldn't you be? After witnessing the demons being cast out, healing the sick, preventing death, feeding the multitudes, surely Peter was overwhelmed with what he heard. Peter showed his passive and the possessiveness, the possessive relationship as a close friend and also his intimate relationship with Jesus. But Jesus looked around and in front of all the other disciples rebuked Peter. Mm-hmm. Get away from me, Satan, he said. Your thoughts don't come from, the, from God. You are speaking like a demon-persist man. Jesus had the authority to rebuke Peter in the presence of everyone. The relationship he had with his disciples were genuine and transparent. Jesus wanted to prepare not only the disciples, but the crowd that followed him. He had an open and honest relationship with everyone. That's why he wanted to tell them what is going to happen. Following him doesn't mean it's easy. There is persecution too, harassment, and the path will be rough and rocky. And they need to know that in advance. Just imagine... How they must have felt. Devastated, I'm sure. Without food, without sleepless nights, they had been following Jesus. And then to hear these painful consequences that is to follow was quite tough. Are you feeling like the disciples and the crowd? When you started coming to church, when you had your child baptized, when you committed to be a steward in the church or lead worship, did you feel like this? Are you thinking twice? Don't. God made a covenant relationship with you and me, that he would be with us whatever happens. The cross of loneliness, physical and mental sickness, job losses, financial pressures, abuse, violence, uncertainties, even the pandemic, whatever it may be, God is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. That is the promise we have. Sometimes we may feel we are okay, but when we look around and see the violence, the rejection, injustice, abuse, homelessness, and relationship breakdowns, We are called to pray and help in whatever way possible. Speak for the voiceless, the vulnerable and point them to the right source. However much we may long for a close relationship with God and however much we try to live out in our lives, The whole thing is far from simple. But one thing we know is that Jesus has made it possible for us. Jesus has demonstrated his selfless, ongoing, genuine and intimate relationship. By sharing God's story and different stories from the scripture, We share the gospel and serve others in the name of Jesus and become living testimonies. Every good deed, a kind smile, gentle word of encouragement and heartfelt unconditional and life transforming love. Dear friends, As Jesus prepared his disciples for his death on the cross, let us remember that he died for us. So during this Lent, let us spend a few moments to find God through others and scriptures, even in complex relationships. Let us look around us and reflect on our relationships Let us mend our broken and strained relationships with others. Let us renew the relationship with God. Let God bless us and enrich us in all relationships. Amen.